0: Welcome to Judeo-Christian Clarion's Bible study on The Armor, the Tabernacle, and the Feasts. We hope that as you go through this series that you will see the connection between the three and how it is all used to fight the spiritual battle. We're looking at each of the items in the armor of God and how it relates to God's appointed times and the articles in the temple. After putting on the belt of truth, which we spoke of in the last episode, we see that Paul tells us next to put on the breastplate of righteousness. The breastplate protected the soldier's heart and vital organs from a fatal wound. So too, the breastplate of righteousness guards our heart. Let's first look at what God's Word tells us about our heart. Proverbs 4.23 tells us this, Watch over your heart with all diligence, for from it flows the springs of life. In our physical body, the heart pumps our life-giving blood. So too, with our spiritual heart, springs of life flow. If our physical heart stops, it brings death, and so too, if our spiritual heart stops, we die spiritually. Paul tells us what guards our heart. Peace. Philippians 4 7 says, And the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, will guard your hearts and minds in Messiah Yeshua. We know what guards our hearts, but how do we go about doing it? Philippians 4 8 and 9 tells us, Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely whatever is admirable. If anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me, or seen in me, put it into practice, and the God of peace will be with you. We see that the heart and mind go together. We also see this in Matthew 15, 18 and 19. But the things that come out of the mouth come from the heart, and those things defile the person, for out of the heart come evil thoughts, murders, acts of adultery, other immoral sexual acts, thefts, false testimonies, and slanderous statements. Our hearts cause us to sin with our mouths and with our thoughts. Jeremiah seventeen nine tells us this about the heart. The heart is more deceitful than all else and is desperately sick. Who can understand it? Our mouths will speak what's in our hearts, good or evil, and our hearts are the center for all things in our lives. Proverbs 10.11 says this, The mouth of the righteous is a fountain of life, but the mouth of the wicked conceals violence. Psalm 119, 11, also tells us how we can guard our hearts and minds. Psalm 119.11 also tells us how we can guard our hearts and our mouths. I have treasured your word in my heart, so that I may not sin against you. Now that we have seen that our spiritual hearts play a key role in our spiritual lives, we want to take a look at righteousness and our hearts. Psalm 117 says this about God for the Lord is righteous he loves righteousness the upright will see his face God is righteous and he wants us also to be righteous so righteousness is simply put being right with God sin separates us from God and when we sin we need a way back and when we sin We need a way to come back to God. Isaiah 55, 6 and 7 says, Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked abandon his way, and the unrighteous person his thoughts. And let him return to the Lord, and he will have compassion on him, and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon Romans 6, 12-14 says this, Therefore, sin is not to reign in your mortal body so that you obey its lusts. And do not go on presenting the parts of your body to sin as instruments of unrighteousness, but present yourselves to God as those who are alive from the dead, and your body's parts as instruments of righteousness for God. Also. Romans 16, also Romans six seventeen through 19 says, But thanks be to God, that though you were slaves of sin, you became obedient from the heart to that form of teaching to which you were entrusted, and, after being freed from sin, you became slaves to righteousness. I'm speaking in human terms because of the weakness of your flesh. For just as you presented the parts of your body as slaves to impurity and to lawlessness, resulting in further lawlessness, so now present your body's parts as slaves to righteousness, resulting in sanctification. If the blessed. If the breastplate of righteousness is worn to protect our hearts, then we must be able to walk in righteousness in our hearts. Romans 10.10 10 tells us, For with the heart a person believes, resulting in righteousness, and with the mouth he confesses, resulting in salvation. Genesis 15.6 tells us this about Abraham, Then he believed in the Lord, and he credited to him as righteousness we have seen that the heart is the central place for good and bad and he will separate the people as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats he will place the sheep at his right hand and the goats at his left then the king will say to those on his right come you who are blessed by my father inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the creation of the world for i was hungry and you fed me i was thirsty and you gave me a drink i was a stranger and you invited me into your home i was naked and you gave me clothing i was sick and you cared for me i was in prison and you visited me then these righteous ones will reply lord so to prepare ourselves we must examine ourselves as paul tells us in 2 corinthians 13:5 test yourselves to see if you are in the faith examine yourselves or do you not recognize this about yourselves that messiah yeshua is in you unless indeed you fail the test 2 peter 1 10 and 11 says, Therefore, brothers and sisters, be all the more diligent to make certain about his calling and choice on you. For as long we are left open for the enemy of our soul to devour us, Peter tells us that we must be vigilant when it comes to our spiritual enemy. The battle never ceases between us and him, and we must be prepared to fight for the faith. Jude writes, Beloved, while I was making every effort to write to you about our common salvation, I felt the necessity to write to you, appealing that you contend earnestly for the faith that was once for all time handed down to the saints. In 1 Timothy 6.12, Paul tells Timothy this, Fight the good fight of faith. Take hold of the eternal life, to which you were called, and for which you made the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. Yeshua is a mighty warrior, as Psalm 4, 3 and 4 tells us. Strap your sword on your thigh, mighty one. In your splendor and majesty, in your majesty ride on victoriously. For the cause of truth, humility, and righteousness, let your right hand teach your awesome things. And Revelation 19, 11-16 tells us, And I saw heaven opened, and behold, a white horse, and he who sat on it is called Faithful and True, and in righteousness he judges and makes war. And in righteousness he judges and wages war. His eyes are a flame of fire, and on his head are many crowns. And he has a name written on him, which no one knows except himself. He is clothed with a robe dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. And the armies which are in heaven, clothed in fine linen, white and clean, were following him on white horses. From his mouth comes a sharp sword, so that with it he may strike down the nations and he will rule them with a rod of iron, and he treads the winepress of the fierce wrath of God, the Almighty. And on his robe and on his thigh he has a name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. This is the message of Rosh Hashanah. The Altar of Incense In the Yom Kippur service, we saw the high priest would take incense from the altar of incense and added to the coals of the sin offering to create a cloud that stood between him and the altar of presence. The altar of incense represents the prayers of the saints. Revelation 5, 8-10 gives us insight into this important article of the temple. When he had taken the scroll, the four living creatures and the twenty-four elders fell down before the Lamb, each one holding a harp and golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. And they sang a new song, saying, Worthy are you to take the scroll and to break its seals, for you were slaughtered, and you purchased people for God with your blood from every tribe, language, people, and nation, and you have made them a kingdom and priests to our God. And they shall reign on the earth. This scripture opens up a window into the throne room of God, and we see the praises that went up for Yeshua for his victory over death and the grave. Paul tells us, in 1 Corinthians 15:55 through57, "Where, O death, is your victory? Where, O death, is your sting? The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, who gives us the victory through our Lord Messiah Yeshua. Revelation 5 shows us that before they fell down before the Lamb, they had a bowl of incense. For the Lamb would be sitting on his throne in the same place as the Ark of Presence in the temple. Remember, Moses was to construct the tabernacle from what he saw in heaven. We see here the importance of this altar standing right before the ark. But also, the incense was the prayers of the saints. Our prayers come before the Lord night and day. The incense was burned on the altar not only once a year at Yom Kippur, but twice a day at the morning and evening sacrifices which today relates to the morning and evening times of prayer. The altar of incense was most holy, for it sat in front of the Holy of Holies, the Ark of Presence. It shows us how important our prayers are to God. Now, as Revelation 5 tells us, we are a kingdom of priests, and we enter into the most holy place, and when we come before God with our prayers. 1 Peter 2.9 tells us, But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Paul tells us, in Ephesians 6.18, that the battle must be fought with prayer, not just with weapons of righteousness, which is the armor of God, But also with prayer, with every prayer and request, pray at all times in the spirit, and with this in view, be alert with all perseverance and every request for all the saints. We are told to pray without ceasing. Prayer is another one of our weapons in the fight against the enemy of our soul. Philippians four six says this Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything. Through our God, we will do valiantly, and it is he who will trample down our enemies. Join us next time when we discuss the Gospel Shoes.